What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn, 104.9 AM 1260 and hornfm.com. With the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. Wake up, everybody. No more sleeping in bed. No more back to thinking, time for thinking ahead. The world has changed so very much from what it used to be. There's so much hatred, war and poverty. Oh, wake up all the teachers, time to teach a new way. Oh, yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, you had better. Wake them up, get them up, get them an umbrella, but get them going. It's Monday on V&E. Rain will be in uh, your commute if you're getting up and out this morning. Showers in the area to start your work week. Coming off a very busy sports weekend, very winning sports weekend for the Texas Longhorn baseball team. 3-0 and in Coral Gables. We'll recap what a weekend it was for David Pierce and the Horns they are on to the round of 16, as are seven others, eight others in college baseball. Uh, the NCAA baseball tournament continues. Horns are advancing. Uh, Texas A&M and Stanford will play tonight for a deciding game. That will be the opponent for the Longhorns. Lots to talk about on the baseball front. Major League as well. High school baseball also on uh, front and center on a Monday morning. NBA Finals, a thriller in game number two. Never count out the Miami Heat. They got up off the deck, dominate the fourth quarter, and beat the Denver Nuggets last night in the mountains. Uh, we'll certainly recap that ball game uh, and all of the over-the-weekend sports conversations to be had. They are a plenty as we get you rolling. On this Monday morning, 6 June, or 5 June, I should say, 5 June, uh, to start things off. We appreciate you being there. Four hours of stimulating sports conversation begins right now on a rainy Monday. Appreciate you being there wherever you find us. 104.9 on the FM dial. 101.9 FM, always available. Also on AM 1260. And stream it wherever you uh, need to. Take us on your Horn app. Wherever you go, just download that couple of buttons. You're listening to us and all the shows, and certainly the Longhorn baseball team all weekend long on that Horn app. Also on your smart speaker at home or work, and always Mr. Godbolt digitally at the website. At hornfm.com. Good morning to the soldiers at Fort Cavazos, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you so very much for what you do. It is appreciated. And be careful and stay dry. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's the, the, the good little front uh, rolling through here overnight. Uh, Thunder Boomers to start the uh, – and woke me up about 3.30 this morning in uh, range in the forecast for most of the day today. Uh, wet week, it looks like, as far as that goes on the uh, weather And a front. hot one coming up. Yeah, hot and uh, spring – Wetness, that's a good thing, right? We need oh, that. Yeah. We've been in a drought. Sure. Uh, break out of that. Get those lawns looking good, green through the summertime. We'll certainly take that, but be careful. As uh, T.Y., or Ty, our producer, said, uh, was hydroplaning on its way up and in. So some standing water, and uh, I'm glad he made it safe, and hopefully you will as well this morning getting that going. I When I came out of Onion Creek this morning at uh, 4.40 in the morning, it wasn't, wasn't raining, but then as no. I came west. Oh, yeah. Came west. Closer I got here. <laughs> I drove into it, uh, coming towards Mopac down 71. So... Uh, be safe out there. Rain pretty much on top of the entire listening area this morning as you get up and out on this uh, 5th of June. How was your weekend, my friend? I know you celebrated an anniversary. I did on uh, on Sunday yesterday and went and had a nice uh, brunch. You nice. told me I needed to get over to the League Kitchen and Tavern. I did and saw Lonnie over there of the Great Lonnie's. The Great Lonnie. Famous fried chicken, of course. I saw Lonnie had a had a nice brunch. 
I didn't, I didn't do. We didn't do dinner. We went. We did church. I'm a brunch and, fan. And a, yeah, I'm a brunch fan too. I am, Actually, that was fantastic. Yeah, but I've been telling you the league does a really nice uh, breakfast really slash do. lunch or brunch, whichever you prefer. The league's a good uh, partner. Mr. Ciola hadn't seen him in a while. That's a good thing. Uh, Ty, I heard you on Saturday Sunday morning. You were up and at him, working all weekend. Yep. Make any money? You you had the heat. Fifteen hundred last night. Fifteen hundred. <clears throat> Dang, bragger. That's pretty good. We did tell you to take the heat and the points. I don't know if the, I thought the Heat were going to win that game last night, uh, but getting what was it, eight or nine points? I took. I ended up taking money line. Money line in a parlay Miami with Oral Roberts as well in there. Oh, look at that in college baseball. O R U. That was big time. They're advancing like the Longhorns in the uh, college baseball tournament. Let's get to that uh, to start it off. Your headlines, trending topics. We we'll get you all caught up on the weekend. UBO Business Services brings it to you. Start with college baseball and for the 13th time in the Super Regional era. That's 16 years. And for the third consecutive season, the Texas Longhorns are Super Regional bound in the NCAA tournament. That's following an all-too-impressive 3-0 sweep this weekend at the Coral Gables Regional in uh, South Florida. Texas started the weekend with a 4-2 win over Louisiana. The Raging Cajuns on Friday. That came behind a great start from staff ace Lucas Gordon and several stellar defensive plays by the Longhorns in that game. Then Saturday night, the Longhorns took down the homestanding Miami Hurricanes 4-1 behind an all-time start from the right-hander LeBaron Johnson Jr. The Florida native dominated the ninth-ranked Canes, allowing just a single run on seven hits. He struck out eight in a 129-pitch complete game effort to put the Horns uh, into the into a 2-0 spot in the winner's bracket. Then last night, the Longhorns eliminated Miami in the regional final with a 10-6 win. Texas fell behind 3-0 early, but rallied for nine runs in the third inning, highlighted by a game-changer off the bat of the freshman Jalen Flores. Here's the first pitch to Flores. Swings here and lifts a high fly ball to dead center, back to the warning track, and you can say goodnight to it. Grand slam home run. Jay Flo sends it out of the ballpark, and the Longhorns have blown this thing open with a nine-run bottom of the third. It's 9-3 to three, Texas. That's right. That put them on cruise control and into the Super Regionals for a very happy head coach, David Pierce. I'll tell you what, this team has heart. We talked about going in our meetings this week that we're going to get punched. We're going to get punched in the nose. We're going to be bleeding, and we have to understand that. And, you know, we got to just keep playing the game. And they did a great job of that today, and they showed a lot of character because, you know, we've been really good when we've jumped on people early. But for us to get behind early on the road and uh, do what we did and continue to pitch, man, it was just awesome. Texas only used five pitchers over the weekend uh, and uh, saved their bullpen, and they're on to the Super Regional round. One of eight teams that have advanced to the second weekend. Seven more will be determined today, including the Horns' Super Regional opponent this coming weekend. Stanford drilled Texas A&M late last night in Palo Alto 13-5. That'll set up a winner-takes-the-region game tonight at the Sunken Diamond. Texas will meet the winner. Also today and tonight, Texas Tech's going to place Florida in Gainesville. TCU and Arkansas are going to square off in Fayetteville to move on. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and West Virginia have all been eliminated uh, from the tournament. Women's Softball World Series top-ranked Oklahoma keeps on a roll, and they beat Tennessee yesterday 9-0 to eliminate the Vols and post their 50th consecutive win. They'll now face Stanford in the championship round. They uh, need to win one game. Cardinals have to beat the Sooners twice. Thriller in Game 2 of the NBA Finals in Denver last night. The Miami Heat outscored the Denver Nuggets 36-25 to in the fourth quarter and have evened the Finals at a game apiece with a 111-108 win. Total team effort for the underdog Heat as usual on the night when Nuggets star Nikola Jokic went for 41. Gabe Vincent led the Heat with 23. Jimmy Butler took most of the night to get going but scored 8 of his 21 in the fourth quarter. Bam Adebayo had 21. Game 3 will be back in Miami but not till Wednesday night. 
Major League Baseball, Rangers and Astros both looking to finish off weekend sweeps yesterday. The Rangers, first place team in the AL West, completed their three-game sweep of the uh, Mariners 12-3. They pounded them yesterday. Marcus Simeon extended his hitting streak to 23 games. Jonah High homer drove in five, while staff ace Nathan Ivaldi improved to 8-2 and two on the year. Houston was looking to pull off a four-game sweep of the Angels, but they lost 2-1. to one. Shohei Otani's RBI double in the eighth broke a 1-1 tie. Del Diamond yesterday, Round Rock closed out their homestand with a 20-9 demolition of Sugar Land. Also over the busy sports weekend, following a two-hour rain delay, Austin FC took the pitch Saturday night and lost to Real Salt Lake 2-1. In high school baseball, Westlake Shaps have advanced to the state finals for the first time since 2009. They swept San Antonio Johnson two games over the weekend. They'll face Pearland in a 6A semifinal at Dell Diamond on Friday night. The Rouse Raiders came up one game short of the state tournament. They fell to Bernie Champion in the third game. And in golf, it was Victor Hovland. Topping Danny McCarthy in a playoff to win the tournament, uh, Jack Nicholas Memorial Tournament in Dublin, Ohio. Scotty Scheffler finished third. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. All right, there you go. That's, that's a weekend. That is a weekend. We'll get into the NBA Finals. We'll uh, have a look at uh, everything that went on this weekend, but uh, start with those Longhorns, Buck. It was an 0-2 Lame performance of the Big 12 tournament, but uh, the Longhorns picked up where they left off at the end of the regular season with that impressive sweep of West Virginia and played that brand of baseball for for three days in Miami. Where that and, defense carries you, doesn't it? Oh, Take man. that on the road with you? Well, pitching in defense, pitching in man. defense will carry you a long way. And we know the Longhorns... Uh, you know, vulnerability right now is their bullpen, and they didn't have to use their bullpen. No, well, don't this get weekend. to it. There's the one thing, just don't get to the bullpen. Yeah, Lucas Gordon and Zane Morehouse on Friday night, LBJ with a legendary performance on Saturday night, um, 129 pitches and uh, never have to go to the pen. And then yesterday, Tanner Witt got the start. He gave up the three run homer, and, uh, you know, they got him out of there pretty quickly. But then it was Charlie Hurley, who's been a starting pitcher for Texas all year, came in, pitched great. And then it was Zane Morehouse again. Shutting it down at the end. In the and, bats. And the bats came alive on yesterday, last night. Yeah, the gosh, the nine run inning was uh, obviously a separator for Texas. And as you say, the defense. I mean, Dylan Campbell with diving catches, double plays. This horn. Nah, here's the voice file. This this horns team plays ex- excellent play. defense. Yeah, man. Eric Kennedy bringing a home run back on Friday night or Friday afternoon against Louisiana. Yeah, they just. Uh, I think it's all phases when they get it mm-hmm. cranking up. And boy, pitching in defense will carry you a long way. And then some clutch hitting. Which they got over the weekend, and uh, they will advance now, and give David Pierce a lot of credit. That's the fourth, you know, since 16 years they've been doing this, this the tournament in this this fashion, with uh, super, you know, the, the regionals to the supers to Omaha, and the Longhorns have now been in the round of 16, 13 of the last 16 wow. years, the fourth time under head coach David Pierce, and now they'll sit back and watch. Wait for today. Is that the game today or tonight? It's tonight. It's tonight. It's, tonight. it's uh, on the West Coast in Palo Alto, Stanford, and Texas A&M. Now, give Stanford a lot of credit. They had to win two games yesterday, much like Miami would have had to do. Right? Texas played Miami last night, and Miami had played Louisiana in an, elimin- in an elimination game earlier in the day. And playing down in that South Florida humidity to play a game mm-hmm. at 11 a.m. and then turn right back around and play Texas, who hadn't played. Texas was fresh and ready to go, uh, but you felt like uh, Miami maybe got the jump. But uh, their bullpen was going to be a little bit taxed. But either way. Well, you've got to be patient with all the delays that they've had, too. I oh, mean, that yeah. just. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't just rain. That that's was happening madness. In a lot now. of places. Arkansas yep. and TCU are going to have to finish a game today. LSU, their regional's been battered with rain as well. But, yes, Longhorns, uh, long rain delay on uh, on Friday. How about TCU? Right. Scoring 20 runs twice. Well, 20 runs. Well, we'll get to the to the good of the rest of the tournament. 
But for the Longhorns, it uh, yeah, you're right, Buck. They had to, to deal with some delays. Yeah, but, that's. But I mean, the point of the A and M Stanford thing is that Stanford did what Miami couldn't do. Now Stanford won two games yesterday. They eliminated Cal State Fullerton in the morning, and then they came back and beat A and M last night, thirteen to five. Uh, a and M could have eliminated, could, could have closed it out, and been through uh, both two seeds, and that would have set up the, which we still may have to deal with, which will be who will host the super regional round. And uh, everybody has asked, and everybody's asking who would host the super regional if A and M wins tonight and beats Stanford on their home field. The answer is we don't know. We don't know. It'll be Texas or it'll be Texas A and M. The the I was listening to Craig Way and Roger Wallace talk about it yesterday. It's you got a, a 50-50 chance. Well, I mean, it's it's it, it, the the committee that seeds the tournament will decide. Essentially, is the the best way you can put it. The the, tur- the tournament selection committee will decide. And as Craig has said, it's a it's a myriad of factors. Um, you know, is it just the highest ranked team that that's to be determined? Uh, obviously, there'll be a bidding process where each school will bid, put their bid in to host. And neither one of these schools is going to get outbid by the other. That's the cash, right? What do you, would you offer to, to host it? You know, Texas a and is not going to get outbid by Texas and vice versa to host it because it's a big deal, right, to be on your home field sure. to go to Omaha in a best-of-three series. I mean, that's a, a pretty massive situation. But we're not there yet. Stanford staved off elimination with a dominant performance last night. And remember, it was Stanford who did the same thing last year to Texas State where Texas State had one win to get – you know, to host a sweet six, to host a regional down in San Marcos, and Stanford beat them twice, including a ninth inning rally to end just a heartbreaker for Texas State. Now you have A and M, who was like Texas two and zero, sitting in a driver's seat position, but they lost last night's game, thirteen to five. They'll play tonight. That will be uh, if, if Stanford wins. We know it'll be in Palo Alto as as a top. Uh, they're number they're number eight overall national seed. So if Stanford wins, you're going to, to California. If A and M wins. We'll wait on the decision. They don't know then. We don't know. to. But if Stanford wins, you're thinking Stanford will get it? Well, I mean, again, I, the committee will decide. And but they got the regional, right? Who? Stanford. Stanford will. If Texas, if Stanford wins, you're going to Stanford. That's right. Okay. But if Texas and Texas A&M who knows? meet up, yes. the, the committee will decide. I think, I mean, looking at it, if, if, if you're going on, because I'm assuming when the committee ranked all 64 teams, they ranked them 1 to 64, right? These are all the teams that are in. This is number one all the way to 64. And if they, if they set the regionals that way, Texas would Which be the, they did, yes. Texas would be the higher ranked team Correct. going into the tournament. Uh, if you do the math, Texas would be ranked 23rd coming into the tournament. A&M would be ranked 24th because Texas was sent to the eight to the nine seed. Um, Stanford, I mean A&M was sent to the eight seed. But again, uh, as you've wow. heard Craig say, and Craig's been told by many around uh, the program and with the NCAA. It'll be a decision based on many factors. You know, there's the head-to-head that they had during the regular season, which Texas won. Um, you know, Texas won the co-championship of the, of the Big 12. Um, but, I, you know, again, I, I don't know. I, don't, I can't tell you on a, a 6-14 on a Monday morning if A&M were to win tonight. I don't know which way it's going to go and who would host. But uh, we'll certainly keep you posted. It's going to be a great game tonight, though. It is. It is. It's, uh, it's a, and it's going to be a great day of baseball. Uh, if you're a college baseball fan, this is a good one. The teams that have advanced uh, already, like Texas, Wake Forest, the number one overall seed is through. They went 2-0. Alabama went 3-0. and uh, They won there, so they're going to square off in a Super Regional this weekend at Wake Forest. South Carolina is through. They won the uh, their regional, and they are going to wait on Texas, and T- Texas Tech and Florida. Uh, they're going to play a, a winner-take-all game today in Gainesville. Uh, Texas Tech can still get through. Florida, though, the home standing team 
They've got the opportunity. Also through Virginia, the seventh overall national seed. They're waiting on the winner of the Coastal Carolina region. They and Duke will play a, a series today. How about your pick of Oral Roberts, Ty? Where does that come from? ORU uh, went in and won the Stillwater Regional. Four seed. The, they were the four seed. Oral Roberts, who Texas played in the regular season this year. They beat, and, and boy, if you were watching Oklahoma State, looked like the Cowboys gave in. They, they gave up. I mean, they got pounded. They hosted. They were the only Big 12 school yep. to host, host yep. and they got crushed. Uh, Dallas Baptist and Oral Roberts uh, both beat them up pretty bad. And so Oral Roberts is through Oregon, also advanced through the Vanderbilt region. They're the fourth seed. So the Oregon Ducks out of the Pac-12 are into the round of 16. It's going to be interesting to see where they host that, where, where they send that regional, that super regional, because they're both four seeds uh, on that side of the bracket. Also, Indiana State. How about the? How about what is that? The Sycamores. Sycamores. They went three and zero, and they're into the round of sixteen. And then in Fayetteville, Arkansas, you've got Arkansas and TCU. To Ty's point, TCU is leading a game that has to be finished today. It got rained, but it was it's twenty to five. No, that game's over. Is it over? They Arkansas won last night to force. Uh, so they have to play. They have to beat TCU tomorrow. Right. Looking at ESPN here, and that says that because Arkansas was playing, they weren't playing TCU last night. They won. They beat uh, Santa Clara last night. I know that. Well, so. well, it says here on the scoreboard at ESPN that Arkansas and TCU have to play twice today, or at least w- would play twice. They play at uh, two o'clock, one o'clock today, and then if there's a needed game, it would be at eight, seven o'clock tonight in Fayetteville. Okay, so one of those games did get rained out, though. Yes, I know TCU did beat them twenty to five. Twenty to five, and that was a game where the young kid had two grand slams. Two grand slams, two of them. back-to-back innings, hit a grand slam in uh, in Fayetteville. So that that uh, that regional is yet to be determined. Uh, which, of course, Arkansas is the higher seed, and TCU comes in and has a chance out of the Big Twelve today. So yeah, the, the busy day in Fayetteville. Rain has been a problem there as well. Tennessee has advanced. They came out of the Clemson regional uh, impressively. Uh, they have advanced. So those are your teams that have advanced: Tennessee, Indiana State, Oral Roberts, Oregon, Virginia, Texas. Wake Forest, Alabama, and South Carolina, the other seven to be determined today, weather permitting. So congrats to David Pierce and the Longhorns. It was uh, kind of a bummer waiting 10 days after the bad performance at the Big 12 tournament, but as we've seen all year long, when this team is on, they're really good. And David Pierce has talked about when they have a chip on their shoulder. They seem very rested to me, too. Well, I mean, I don't think there's any doubt that uh, the 10 days off did them some good. Uh, they allowed Lucas because remember Lucas Gordon and, and LBJ, your top two pitchers, had gone on short rest because remember they played the weekend series with West Virginia where they did a Thursday, Friday, Saturday mm-hmm. series to wrap up the Big Twelve. Then they turned around and played Wednesday to start the Big Twelve tournament. So for back to back weeks, those two were on shorter rest than normal. And you know I don't they didn't pitch terrible up in Arlington. The Longhorns just didn't hit in, at all. No, it was about hitting there. Yeah, yeah. In Arlington, they did. They scored three runs in two days against Kansas. They just Kansas looked like State. a more relaxed team. Arrested team. Yeah, and 10 days off, 10 days to stew on it a little bit, uh, but get healthy. Jared Thomas at the top, Peyton Powell able to rest his ribcage injury and uh, his, the back for Jared Thomas. And, you know, it was it was uh, the pitching, right? I mean, it starts with pitching, playing great defense, which they did. Uh, that Louisiana game was tough and tight, and the Longhorns it was you know, scoreless into the sixth inning in that ball game. Longhorns rallied the, the, uh, the huge play for Eric Kennedy to bring back a, what would have been a three-run homer. In that game, Dylan Campbell, the Superman, that thing gone. the Superman diving catch, uh, to make the make the highlight reel on Sports Center that night and uh, all weekend long, and then yeah, man, LeBaron Johnson Jr. That was one for the books. I mean, this is a program rich in pitching, uh, pitching history, uh, for that young man to climb the mound and just uh, go to work 
I mean, that's a, that's the number nine team in the country on their home field with an electric environment. You know, they had beaten uh, Maine sell the night before. Crowd, yep. Yeah, sellout crowd. And that guy just, I mean, the, the leaps and bounds that that young man has made on the pitching staff. We've heard David Pierce a lot this year talk about how when he got here, he was just so, so raw as a pitcher, didn't know much about pitching. He's a big, tall kid that can got a great arm. He's got a big league arm without a doubt. But he's learned how to pitch. Nice it's, to do that in your home state, too. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I mean, this is a huge spot to go the route. I know I was getting a bunch of text messages uh, late in the game in the ninth inning when it was, why is he still in there? Why is he still in there? 120, 129 pitches. What are we doing? And uh, you could tell. Oh, they, we know why he's still in there. Yeah. We watched that all year. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you know what? The young Taking guy. Taking no chances. The young guy said, uh, give me the ball, coach. Give me the ball. And then uh, he delivered. And that was a huge, huge shot in the arm for Texas. And then to be able to sit back yesterday, watch Miami play Louisiana and the humidity and the heat of Miami, and then have them turn around and play again last night. And Texas comes with a nine-run third inning, and uh, they put it to bed pretty early there, and the the bullpen did enough to finish it. So the Longhorns will wait for their opponent. But, um, you know, another another trip. Fourth under David Pierce, 13th out of 16 years. The Horns will play into the round of 16. Where they're headed, or will they host, still to be determined. What was the format before? Oh, gosh. Um, somebody will tell us. I don't. What there were? Were there regionals before? There's no super regionals. Uh, I'll um, have to look back. I will, somebody will text. There was us definitely on that. a tournament. Like you went to Omaha. Oh so. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, oh, yeah. It was a tournament uh, to whittle it down. But this, you know, essentially what you do is the the two weekends are the same. If you advance, right? You play a four team regional, then you play a two two team super regional. When you get to Omaha, you do the same thing now, right? When you get to Omaha. You got four teams on your side of the bracket, and you play that regional off, and then the winners of both sides will meet in a best of three championship series. Same thing happens in Omaha. So, uh, Longhorns, so far so good. So far so good, and uh, they'll now sit back and wait. And uh, college baseball taking center stage. Congrats on a good, bad, and ugly Monday to Oklahoma, the Sooners, Buck. Those ladies just uh, pulverized the, the softball. Gosh. They've won fifty in a row. They, were, they went against some good pitching too. You know, it's. Uh, you know that that sport is more, gaining more and more popularity. With uh, you know they're on primetime Saturday night and uh, that win over Tennessee, fifty in a row, and they'll. Uh, it looks like they're on the way to another national championship there. And it is interesting, Buck. If the Longhorns end up meeting Stanford, if you're Texas, you'd like to see Texas A&M go ahead and win this thing tonight. Longhorn fans rarely root for the Aggies, but if you if you see the Aggies win tonight. There's a chance you could host the Super Regional and yeah. have more games over at Dishwalk Field. Yeah, if Stanford wins, they hosted a regional. They're probably if they beat the, win their region, they're probably going to host the Super Regional. I would think. Who Stanford? They are. Yeah, absolutely sure. will. That's There's just, no debate about that. Stanford, if they beat A and M tonight, will host Texas. Right. That's that's a done deal. Uh, they're the ninth overall national seed. They're a one seed, so they're higher. Texas is a two seed, so Texas would travel to Palo Alto if Stanford wins. So that's why you're rooting for A and M tonight. Also, you're rooting for Stanford to lose. You realize if Texas and Stanford were to meet in a super regional, it essentially could decide that governor's cup. No, the director's cup. The director's cup, right? Best athletic department yeah. in the country by points that they keep the tally. In and right baseball. now, nice. right now with Texas and Stanford, it's kind of dead even. It, it, it's like, and those two, it, it, you know, whoever goes further in the baseball tournament. Well, because Stanford softballs in the championship, aren't they? That's right. And that's mm-hmm. right. They they advance further than Texas, and that puts them. Uh, Texas lost in the round of sixteen to Tennessee, who made it to the World Series. So yes. If if Texas A and M were to win tonight, and the Longhorns are already through to the round of sixteen, that may be the difference in whether it matters that, that Texas would win the overall athletic department achievement honor, the uh, the director's cup. Would that be three years in a row? Two, two years two. in a row. Yeah, uh, it's all the success, and so you know Texas 
again, you, you're going to root for A&M tonight. I mean, I, I hate to tell you, but you got to root for the Aggies because uh, there's a chance you could host. And I think there's a better than a coin flip chance Dishfalk Field would be the site of that uh, best of three Super Regional with the Aggies. And what a scene that would be. Because remember, the Aggies ended the Longhorn season last year in Omaha. That's right. Knocked them out when they went 0-2, and it was the Aggies that beat them. Ty's in there shaking his head. He had to watch all that. So did you. Uh, but, yes, it could come down to Texas and Texas A&M for a trip to Omaha, whether it's in College Station and or in Austin, yet to be determined. All right, just getting warmed up on a good, bad, and ugly Monday. Uh, we'll recap it, take your thoughts. Also, uh, the NBA Finals last night, we got a thriller. Never doubt the uh, Miami Heat, Buck. That team has got some guts to it, and they uh, they beat the Nuggets last night with a dominant fourth quarter. We'll get to the Major League Baseball weekend with those Texas Rangers. Might be the best team in the game right now, the way they're playing in yeah, all phases. scoring some runs. And pitching, they're pitching lights out. They're playing f- phenomenal. Now three and a half up on the Astros and the AL West. We'll do some good, bad, and ugly from a busy sports weekend. Start your Monday 5 June. Be careful out there on the slick streets. It's B&E on the Horn. It's Bucky and Aaron. Good, bad, and ugly on a Monday. Plenty of good in the uh, on the diamonds. Longhorn Baseball takes Miami 3-0 and at Coral Gables. Made themselves quite at home on the Hurricanes' home field. Longhorns are on to the Super Regional round. A lot of thoughts coming in. Several of you uh, mentioned that uh, this would be the third consecutive Director's Cup. You were right, Buck. If the Longhorns in, can, can pull it out, Stanford is their main rival. Texas would win the uh, best athletic program Three in the country. Feet, Three years in a row. Stanford had won, remember, 25 years in a row. <laughs> Was I mean why are we even having a director's cup? They play so many sports at Stanford. It's why sure. the Texas is even beating them is incredible because they play so many more and compete in so many more sports at Stanford. How does that? How does that work? A lot, a lot of women's sports at Stanford. Well, I mean, if you go to Stanford, I mean, they play so many. They, oh, it's they, supposed to be equal. It's not equal. No, no. Well, not at all. I mean, if you just go athletic, I mean, each athletic part chooses the sports that they are going to play and compete in, and Stanford plays in a lot of sports. So you could. It, in theory, if you had enough money, you could compete in every single sport. Sure. With the facilities. Still got to be good. Uh, yeah, but that, you know, I, I don't, I don't know how they count there's them. There's not like a max of. Of which major sports or whatever, yeah. how you have to count it. I think there may be. Uh, Texas football doesn't help Texas. I mean, look, if you just go to. How's that? I mean, so, so at Stanford, they compete in fencing and men's rowing, gymnastics, sailing. Soccer, yes. Swimming and diving. Um, hey, we keep, we water keep a sailing polo, team going. Water, water polo and and wrestling. Those are all men's sports at Stanford. I mean, Texas does not have wrestling. Yeah, Texas does not compete in men's wrestling, water polo, um, men's soccer, soccer, sailing, men's rowing, uh, crew, uh, fencing. Those are all sports at Stanford. And you go to the women's sports. Oh my gosh, I mean they they play everything. Uh, artistic swimming. They have an artistic swimming team at Stanford. Uh, they've got sailing as well, squash. They have a women's squash team at Stanford that competes at the NCAA level. Uh, water polo, too. So, yeah, it, 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 it's different. And, obviously, they compete in so many more sports than Texas. And Texas is still acquiring more, accruing more points towards that Director's Cup. Uh, so, props to Chris Del Conte and all that they're doing down there in the 40 acres. A lot of championships and a lot of competition towards championships. Longhorn baseball team still in the mix. Uh, one of 16 teams who will advance. Several people also mentioned that uh, before the su- the Super Regional tie, it was uh, a best-of-six tournament. And so the, you'd get, all, get six teams together, play it off, and the winners would go to Omaha. And then they changed it to the best-of-four. 
and uh, bracket system, uh, best of four regionals, and then the super regional round after that, and the eight teams still standing get to Omaha. That was 16 years ago, and the Longhorns have made it to the Sweet 16 if you want to call it that, for 13 of those 16 years. Also on the Diamonds, in addition to the Longhorns, plus the fact that Texas A&M, TCU, and Texas Tech still have a chance out of the great state to keep playing and play into the round of 16. How about the uh, Texas Rangers at the top of Major League Baseball, 38-20? and 20. I'll give you this stat on the Rangers, who I'm an Astros fan, but you have to be impressed. Astros are keeping up with them. The Astros have the best pitching staff in baseball, but the Rangers are just as complete a team as you can get. They, they swept the Mariners this weekend. And they scored 12 more runs yesterday. Rangers have scored a league, see a, a major league best 376 runs this year. That's six and a half runs a game. They're averaging as a ball club. Uh, their run differential, they're 38 and 20. They're 18 over 500. Their run differential is 152. They've outscored their opponents by 152 runs this season. I mean, no one else is even close to that. Uh, I guess the the Tampa Rays would be the closest. They're 122. But uh, the Rangers are just, I mean, you got Marcus Simeon on a 23-game hitting streak. He's the best leadoff hitter in baseball right now. Uh, you've got uh, and Corey Seager's come back and is tearing the cover off the ball to, to de- lengthen that lineup. Uh, so you give the Rangers a lot of credit. They've, they've developed some young players who have come up and, and have added to the mix. Josh Young is a good example of that. Ezekiel Duran, the young shortstop, has come into the lineup. And, uh, you know, the acquisitions of Nathaniel Lowe. Jonah Heim in a trade from the A's. I mean, these guys, this lineup is, is as good as any in baseball, obviously, with all the runs scored. But the, 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 the money spent, give the Rangers, they've combined, uh, you know, developing some young players with, uh, you know, some shrewd trades that Chris Young made. And then this, uh, you know, the, the money spent. I mean, they spent one offseason, they spent $500 million bucks on Corey Seager and, and Marcus Simeon. And then last offseason, the ownership group anted up on all the money for the pitching to go get Jacob deGrom and Nathan Nivaldi, who's going to be an all-star this year, Andrew Heaney. Uh, so they've built what appears to be a juggernaut. It's not a joke when you've played almost 60 games and you've won you know, two-thirds of those. Uh, Rangers are really, really good. Astros, though, keeping pace. They're three and a half back. And so that's going to be, if you're an Astro or a Ranger fan, and i got a bunch of Ranger buddies, it's going to be a fun summer. It's going to be a great race because this weekend they, you know, they, they separated a little bit from the rest of the division. The Angels are now eight and a half back. The Mariners are nine and a half back. Astros didn't finish the sweep yesterday, but they won three out of four from uh, the the Angels over the, the Angels, weekend. Yeah. I give you an amazing stat on the Angels. You know, Mike Trout's one of the greatest players of all time, right? All time great. Mm-hmm. He's up there with with anybody you want to name, whichever generation. He now after the, this weekend in Houston, where they played four games, Mike Trout has now played more than seventy games at Minute Maid Park, and he bats under two hundred in that ballpark. It doesn't make any sense. Remember when the Astros used to play the Cardinals all the time and Albert Pujols would oh, yeah. like own them like every time? You Mike Trout, the Astros own Mike Trout. I mean, he, whenever I, I watch so many games, Mike Trout is such a great player, but he, he rarely does a lot against Houston. It's incredible uh, the way they do a good job against him. That, that's a stat that is mind-boggling. Mike Trout bats under 200 in more than 70 games at Minute Maid Park in his career. Um, that's that's good, good, good pitching, and it's just an anomaly. It's just so weird. Uh, but it was uh, Shohei Otani who had the big hit yesterday to beat the Astros and salvage a game of that four-game set. So AL West is fun. Uh, college baseball is fun. And props to the Westlake Chaparrales, Buck. They are to the state tournament. Uh, they're down to the Final Four in 6A baseball after their weekend sweep of Johnson High School down to San Antonio. And they're going to play Pearland on Friday night. So a lot of good baseball. High school, college and Absolutely. pro. In this area, to say the least. And Round Rock beat up on... Uh, Sugarland last night. Those are the two. The Astros and Rangers, AAA teams 
uh, squaring off this week at the Dell Diamond, which was fun to see. So good, bad, and ugly from the weekend. It says Trout is overrated. Mike Trout is not overrated. That is, <laughs> come on, give me a break. I uh, wish he could play somewhere else. Well, besides the Angels, I mean his his doesn't matter where he plays, he'd be good. I would. It is unfortunate the two of the best players on the planet play out in Anaheim and don't play in the playoffs and haven't played in the playoffs. Uh, we don't get to see them in the biggest of moments for sure. This says all we care about is football. That's not true. That is not true. We care about other things as well. We do have football on the brain, though. We'll get into some of the uh, you know, the Longhorns begin at a big recruiting weekend. The Longhorn football team did this weekend uh, with a lot of uh, future potential recruits rolling through here, and they're going to fire up the, the the summer workouts today. It's that time. It is that time with the new coaches on the coaching staff and uh, the all gas, no excuses tour to start the season 90, 89, 90 days from now. Longhorns will open up with the Rice House, but we do care about other things than football. That is for sure, including the NBA Finals. How about the uh, Nuggets last night, Buck? The uh, the bounce back. Never underestimate the heart of a champion, I guess is what you would say with the Heat. Left for you know a lot of people wrote them off after the uh, the dominant performance by the Nuggets in Game One, but uh, a couple days off, get their legs under them out in Denver, and they uh, even this series and steal home court. And first loss for Denver, right? First home loss, yeah. Yeah, well, they didn't have a choice, but they needed not to go down 2-0. No, yeah. Well, I think that just ensures this will be a long series because I, oh, yeah. I don't doubt that Denver can win a game in Den- in Miami uh, with that group. And now, if Miami wins game three, oh, look out. get interesting. Yeah. yeah, look out there. Because I, you know what? It looks like last night they decided if, if they're going to give Jokic, if they're going to give him points, they're not going to give him assists. Yeah, they, the role players didn't show up. They let no. him shoot last night. Michael Porter Jr. had 1-3. One, one Contavious Caldwell Pope had We're going to give him 40, game. but the rest of you guys can't do anything, and he can't have a high assist game. Yeah, he had, what, 41 points? Yeah, 41, 41 points yeah. and only four well, assists. Yeah, the assists. Assist. Assist. Yeah. And the Nuggets didn't have anyone else above 20 points. Yeah, Jamal, Jamal Murray, Murray was off a little bit. Uh, yeah, I mean, and that's uh, that's better defense and uh, you know, nice adjustments by Eric Spolstra. In a heck of a fourth quarter. And yeah, that's really what was the difference. I mean, Nuggets were in control for most of the game, even with that, because Jokic was carrying them. And then, yeah, for, I mean, gosh, first three quarters, he'd scored 26, 25, mm-hmm. 24, and then they scored 36 in the fourth quarter. Duncan Robinson got heated up. Uh, Jimmy Butler, who was just pretty good for most of the night, he stepped it up and became playoff Jimmy. In that final quarter, those two combined for 18 of their 36 in the fourth quarter, Duncan Robinson and and uh, Jimmy Butler. And obviously the the, the final stretch was huge. Uh, the, Jamal Murray had a look at a step-back three to try to tie the ball game and send it to overtime, and it was a pretty good look for one of the best shooters in the game. And that's what we talked about previewing the series is in big moments, will Jimmy Butler you know, take, you know, be on uh, Jamal Murray, Mr. Big Shot, mm-hmm. and he was. And he, he caught him on a switch. And uh, with that little step back, it was Jimmy Butler with his hand in the face, and it uh, rims out, and the uh, Heat take game one, uh, despite 41 from Jokic. And you're right about that, Buck. You know, let Jokic maybe you know, go go crazy a little bit. Sure. But guard the heck out of everybody else. Make it difficult because that, that Nuggets roster is just so dang talented. And his assists for easy buckets are the ones that just crush you. And sure. he didn't have a bunch of those. That's correct. That is absolutely. They were perfect. just they were just not double teaming him down low. I mean, they were running that yeah. zone, oh, yeah. and it was working. I thought they played the pick and roll pretty good. Even in the when fourth they quarter. had like they gave Vincent, Caleb Martin would get switched onto him in that zone, and they would just say, "All right, we'll give you a layup, but we're not going to let you kick it out to no. the corner and hit the, those threes that you were in game one." Well, I think you said it. They're not double teaming. They're staying to their defense, and you know sometimes with the team is. It's committed to the defensive end as the as the Heat and the culture that they have. You yeah, see, and you can't do everything. So pick your poison. Yeah, what are you, you going to do? Let let him have his big points, but 
keep the assist away and keep the other guys down. And you got to see it up, up, up close, right? They sure. saw it in game one. It's okay. We, we, and then you can make an adjustment to it once you see it. Right. You're going with what you think you can do, and then you're like, eh, well, we can't do that. Uh, and Jokic, you just can't let him become the distributor. Yeah, the all-around Get everybody yeah. involved. Yeah. And, and, you know, he's going to score his 41. If he scores 26 and he has 17 assists, you're going to lose. That's right. That's right. Uh, and because everybody's, you know, stepping up and playing. Right. But yeah, Michael Porter Jr., just two for eight last night. Uh, you know, Gordon only had 12. They did a better job defending everyone else, and as Ty said, they didn't double-team. So, you know, let Jokic go. And Jokic is just such a smart player. If you're not going to double-team him, he's going to go score. And, you know, you wonder what adjustment he makes. But, you know, if there's open people, Nikola, Nikola Jokic is going to find him. Right. If you don't leave him open and you let him go to work, you give yourself a chance. And that's what they did last night. And, you know, they were behind for most of the game, but then found that fourth quarter spark. I thought they guarded the cutters really well. Yeah. So he didn't get those kind of assists. The, the middle of the lane was not – he wasn't getting that freebies. Denver, defensively, you, you're not going to win if you give up 36 points. Uh-uh. That's what, well, Mike, Miami. Mike, Michael Malone, the coach, was beside himself after the game last night. He yeah, was, they said they, they just quit on defense. Well, they, they, Miami didn't miss a shot for the first, you know, nine, eight minutes of the fourth quarter. Well, <laughs> Michael Malone would say that's lack of focus on defense. And he's, you know, if you, if you heard the interview with him courtside going into the fourth quarter, the lady asked him, you know, the sideline reporter, what's the, what's the key? Defense. We've got to play elite defense for 12 minutes and we'll, we'll win this game. And they did not. And he was uh, admonishing his team afterwards for, for how do you not be focused in an in a NBA Finals game? We've never been to the Finals before. And we're going to play that type of defense. So he put it on his own team. They'll head to Denver. I'm not a big fan of the uh, three days off between games. They don't play again until Wednesday night. Um, so they'll get a little. You know, both teams should be fresh. They'll get to South Beach, get to hang out, and it looked like Miami had their lung power playing in Denver last night. Yeah, and they kind of caught, caught their win. Been there since Wednesday. Yep. start to get used to it a little bit. Some workouts there. Tyler and Hero coming back. Tyler Hero could be back. That's right. Tyler Hero, the uh, the second leading scorer for the Heat most of the year before he got hurt um, going into the playoffs. So. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that storyline now three more days for him to to get well and uh, be cleared to play, which would add another wrinkle to the series for sure. But uh, it's now even at 1-1, headed back to Miami. Another another feather for David Pierce and the Longhorns, which Craig Way will have more coming up in the Craig Way Report. I mean, they slowed down that uh, Miami mojo. Remember, Miami had beaten Texas in basketball to get to the Final Four, right? You've also got the Florida Panthers in the Stanley Cup Finals. You've got the Heat rolling through the NBA playoffs. Remember, also in the Final Four, Florida Atlantic was there. Remember? They mm-hmm. had two in the Final Four. That city of Miami's on fire. It's Titletown. Titletown. And Texas, oh. Texas rolled in there and said, uh-uh, LBJ, Lucas Gordon, defense. I like for the guys that have been banged up that they stayed. I mean, they go to a region where no matter if it's raining, it's still hot. I mean, you're talking about being in a sauna. Yeah. Well, Texas weathered that quite well, 3-0. and Well, we'll have more on that coming up. Also, uh, several people said that Steve Sarkeesian received a commitment from a top quarterback over the weekend. That is true. I'll get you details on that coming up. Longhorns did get a commitment from a, a quarterback in the class of 2024, I believe. Details to come uh, and more, plus your B&E facts of the day on a wet Monday morning here on B&E. First, Craig Way. It's Bucky and Aaron. B&A on a Monday, wet Monday. Be careful out there. Lots of rain overnight. Back-to-back nights with uh, big storms rolling through. Showers. Lots of flashing lights out there, flashing reds. Yeah, be careful. Ty, you know what that flashing red means, don't you? That means you still have to stop, okay? Four-way stop, four-way stop. Okay, you need to understand that. Not the flashing yellow where you can just kind of cruise through, just be cautious. 
Just in case you forget about your driver edge stuff. It's not like this light in the morning when we roll in. That's or, just an automatic. Oh, this is right here. This, red, oh, this, yeah. this, you mean this red right there? here? Is there a light there? <laughs> There's a light there that does, you have to turn so left there. Go, we can sit there for eight minutes to go left. And yeah. then you just go. No. When there's no one on the road at uh, four in the morning. Uh, yeah, be careful, though. Don Miller will have, be along with the traffics to uh, tell you where the, the rough spots are going to be. There always will be when it uh, rains like this in the morning. We have some facts of the day for sure, including uh, Longhorns. That's a fact. They're playing into the round of 16 again. They're going to wait on their opponent. It's a winner-takes-the-region game tonight in Palo Alto. Stanford against Texas A&M. Somebody texted and asked a good question. So we, we know that if A&M wins, it's going to be a, a, you know, a bid process, and the NCAA committee will decide who hosts the Super Regional because they're both two seeds, and it's really, really close. Um, somebody said, would you rather... If if you're rooting for A and M, would you would you if you're going to go on the road? It was the question. Or would you rather go to A and M or go to Stanford? Yeah, and I'll put that out there to the audience. Where would, if you're not going to get to host and you you don't control that, that the committee will. You did you did what you could. You won your three games and uh, you put yourself in the position. And if A and M wins, there's a chance you could host, but it's not guaranteed. Would you rather go to A and M, Buck, or go to Stanford? I'd rather go to A and M. I'd rather stay in the state. Stanford. I, ooh. Uh, I would look at it as simply as I'd rather play the 24th ranked team in the country versus yeah. the 8th ranked team in the country. Um, this would be my mindset, but same time, it'd be pretty pretty hostile down in Texas. What's, yeah, what's that annoying thing they do? They're like, woo, oh, like after yeah. every ball or oh, something. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's they have another, not a fun they have, place. They but. have another sound thing that they yes. make. Yes. Yeah, they make all kinds of sounds, uh-huh. the Aggies do. But it would be a lot of fun for the rivalry and the uh, sure. just, just for the state. And, yeah, as we said, Texas Tech, I mean, TCU's got a chance today to win the uh, – they got two chances to beat Arkansas to advance. Uh, TCU's the team nobody wants to play right now. Remember, they won the Big 12 tournament. They went to Fayetteville, and they scored 20 runs Still two big, times. But big numbers, huh? I mean, TCU is uh, – for Kirk Sarlos, they are putting up numbers. Uh, they are scoring runs like crazy, and they they won the Big 12 tournament uh, to, to get to the Fayetteville side, and they, they have two chances today to beat Arkansas – um, they, you know, Arkansas is going to beat them twice. Now they're on their home field, but the uh, the the Horn Frogs bats are just on fire right now. And uh, TC Arkansas is pitching a little bit more ravaged than uh, than TCU's right now. So you got to be able to feel pretty good about that chance. And then Texas Tech plays a winner advances game against uh, Florida today in Gainesville. Um, Florida had to win two games yesterday, including a win over. Texas Tech to to force this decisive game today. So good luck to those teams as well. Could have four of this final sixteen out of the state of Texas, or you could just have one. If you know, Arkansas, Stanford, and uh, Florida gate wins, Texas would be the only one at that point. But uh, we'll run through the whole field coming up. Also on the BNE facts of the day, we mentioned how good the Rangers' offense is. How about this? I think the Rangers are pretty good offensively. Thirty-eight and twenty. The Rangers sixteen times. Sixteen. Out of 58 games, they've scored 10 or more runs. That's tied by the most by any team within its first 60 games in the last 100 years. 1936 Yankees and 99 Mariners. And the Rangers still have two more games before they get to 60. Yeah, every time I look at their scores, I'm always thinking they're going to score at least a dozen runs now, it seems like. They, are, they score a lot of 12 take runs. Over. Well, take they, the yeah, take the they, over. They just, have a, they just right. have a really deep, good lineup that passes the baton. I mean, that's... You I mean you get down to the bottom of the order, and you still have the Jonah Himes and the, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the Zeke Durans of the world that are that can really hit. Well, the, and, the uh, rule changes with the shift for Corey Seager. Oh yeah, because he's an extreme pool hitter. I he, mean, it, it's it's helped him leaps and bounds this year. Well, and remember they've done this without Corey Seager for a month. 
in that lineup. And Zeke Duran, the young shortstop, came up, played very well for them in that spot. So, yeah, Rangers, there's a run-scoring machine. And they pitch pretty dang well. I talk about the Astros leading baseball in ERA. The Rangers aren't too far behind them. I mean, their pitching staff, Nathan Ivaldi, has just been unbelievably good for them. He's now 8-2. and two. AL Pitcher of the Month. For sure. He's on his way to the All-Star game. Uh, also, Buck, to your point about Nikola Jokic, don't let him become Magic Johnson. Yes. In in this se- in this postseason, the Nuggets are 0-3 when Jokic scores 40-plus. Yeah, I've given him his 40. 0-3. Uh, they're 13-1 when he scores less than 40, which means don't double-team him. Let him score. Cover yeah. everybody else. Don't get those easy buckets that he gets guys coming through the lane with this assist. He's such a good assist, assist, assist. man. Yeah, and to uh, Michael Malone, the coach of the uh, – Denver Nuggets admonishment of his team. The Heat shot 68.8% in the fourth quarter. And he winnable against why the coach was so... We just allowed that team to score at we had a chance 70%. To go two, we had a chance to go two up. You guys decided not to play defense? You give the Heat credit for making shots, but at the same time, Mike Malone was not happy with his team's defensive effort in that fourth quarter. So that's uh, part of the big stories of the day. The good, the bad, and the ugly from the busy weekend. We'll recap it all morning long with you. We'll get that Longhorn football commitment coming up in our coach's corner. Uh, more on Texas football in the week coming up. It's a busy one. It's a Monday. Be careful out there here on B&E.